0: What is up, everybody? Ryan back again with another episode of the ATX Metal Podcast. And on this episode, we are changing it up a little bit. I'm actually interviewing a gentleman named Kevin Hellestad from the Chord Progression Podcast instead of a band. This is actually a very first for me. I've never interviewed, not to my recollection, I've never interviewed another podcaster or influencer of the music community outside of bands. So when he hit me up and pitched the idea, I was very, like, into it. I was just like, this makes perfect sense. Ryan, why have you not been doing this forever? But hey, you know, you live and learn, and every day is a growing moment. And you find out something new to do, and you find new, new people to talk to. So we uh, set up the interview. Uh, again, his name is Kevin. He runs the Chord Progression Podcast, where he talks to local artists. And very big artist. Like I just found out that he's already interviewed one of my one of my uh, my my bro uh, bro crushes, uh, Landon Tours from the Plot in You. He's already talked to him. He's already talked to him. And good for him, man. I bet that episode is really good. I'm actually going to go and try and find that uh, right after this. So stick around. We talk about you know how he got started and the rise of the chord progression podcast. But what we really focused on was. How to support the local metal scene, local rock scene, just really local music scene. I obviously dabble in metal and so does he's the rock. So, you know, we obviously have a certain genre that, that we pigeonhole and we go see. And this just is across the board. You know, this episode was literally just about supporting locals in everything that they do, whether it's on social media, going to the shows, buying merch, sharing their music subscribing to their podcast or their tiktok channel or you know whatever man like it's it's been the core mission of this podcast to support local music any way that we can and hopefully by you know reaching across the state lines and talking to kevin maybe we can get some more eyes on for local bands here up there and then vice versa so i had a really great time talking to him and i look forward to uh, you enjoying this as well and shout out to our sponsors come and take it live and come and take it productions head over to come and take it live.com or come and take it productions.com check out the calendar if you see a show that you would like to attend click inside of it find the locals and see if they have tickets for sale because that obviously puts money directly back into their pocket and it shows the venue that they have a draw and the next time that you know they're Uh, trying to get on another bill they can be like yeah yeah you guys sold all your tickets last time and you know what the magic number is 25 i'm gonna give away the i'm gonna give away a part of the game the magic number is 25 here at come and take it live all the locals are handed 25 tickets to start the goal is to sell all 25 tickets and you get a little and the band gets a portion of that so if they sell all 25 tickets not only do they have 25 people coming to see them and the other supporting acts they also have money in their pocket before they even play a note now that money then goes into reinvesting and so on and so forth, and that's how it works. 25, just remember that. It only takes 25 people to help a local band out every show here at Come and Take It Live. <sighs> Sorry, get off my soapbox now. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. I had a really great time with Kevin, and here is the Chord Progression Podcast. What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast. Back with an interesting one today. I got my guy Kevin Hellestad on from the Core Progression Podcast. See, there I got a little bit of a lark. Almost (laughs) made it. Almost made it. Uh, He does what I do and I do what he does. And we both are the fans and lovers of the metal genre of music. And we both carry these platforms. Uh, I'm assuming mine is a hobby turned business. Has yours turned hobby turned business yet?
1: Um, It's halfway there right now. That's All what he described as right. it. halfway there.
0: All right. So uh, he reached out to me and, you know, in an effort to have just, you know, networking there and, you know, podcast via podcast. And because, re- I mean, if you don't know his channel, go check him out. Just Core Progression Podcast on YouTube. Check out his interviews with people from. Silent Planet, like we just talked about, he did an interview. Uh, We can get into that story uh, for just, you know, people that aren't familiar. And we also have a connection between left, left, uh, left your breath, (laughs) catch your breath. (laughs) I promise I have not been drinking, but it is sub, sub freezing here in Texas for, for a day or two. But anyway, um, brother, introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do, and, and then we'll just kind of go from there.
1: Perfect. So thanks, Ryan, for everyone out there. My name is Kevin said. I run the Core Progression Podcast, Owner Operator, or whatever you want to call it. It is my baby. Been doing this for pretty much, let me think, five years at this point when it comes to the podcast. The first episode I ever did was in late February 2019. Been doing everything literally from wherever I'm living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So where you're saying it's just like, sub, like sub-freezing <laughs> where you are, it's sub-zero out here right now. It, it's... I mean, you look outside, everything is covered in snow. It's white, it's not even snow anymore, it's ice. So, you know, when it comes to staying cold, we know how to stay cold, but at the same time, you gotta be able to warm up and what better way to warm up than by listening to some great music, going to see a show if you're able to get out there because, hey, we're all in a crowd together, all listen to great music, why not? Also, you get to support local artists too at the same time, so it's a win-win, right?
0: I swear, man, like, I don't, okay, so obviously, Below thirty-two for you is like normal. I mean, if it's (laughs) if it's even close to thirty-two, you guys are like, "Hey, man, that's just that's a win." Like, we'll take that one. But when it gets cold down here in Texas, everyone absolutely loses their mind. I'm a I'm a North Carolina boy, uh, originally homegrown, and so we had more winters than Texas, (laughs) I could imagine. And getting and then my wife, she spent a lot of time growing up in uh, Washington State, so kind of the same. Not the same, but essentially, she's more accustomed to cold. And I remember the first time it snowed here in Texas, and it was just, it was bedlam. I mean, it was madness. I and mean, people going out in their little four four wheel drive vehicles, like not <laughs> understanding the concept of snow and ice and weight distribution. um But but so yeah, so I must this. You know, this episode will be out soon enough. By the time we're back in the sixties or seventies in a couple of weeks, it'll probably still be chilly there. So how does how does how do the locals work up there? Like I'm I'm assuming that you go to a lot of local local shows because mm-hmm. of the regional bands routing or just going to support the local scene. How does it work when it's snowing at the rate of which Texans can't understand?
1: So when it's like absolute insane blizzard conditions. So let's go back to even like cuz we they were recording this two days ago we ended up getting about 12 inches of snow. So that's a foot of snow right then in there. And when it comes to, if you can make show, it depends. It depends on how insane the road conditions are. If people are slipping and sliding all over the place, because of course here, you know, you get one, two, three inches of snow, no big deal. The plows are gonna be able to take care of all that. But when you get to a point where it's gonna be a foot on the ground and they're just trying to keep the highways open, a lot of those side streets, a lot of those city streets are not gonna be plowed. So if you get to a certain point where it's gonna be a lot of snow, they're going to postponing the show, not because the fact the band's already there. It's because it's not going to be safe for people to get to the show right. due to the fact there's not. It's not because of the amount of snow that has fallen. It's because of how clear the roads are. That's always the biggest issue. But, you know, once that snow kind of clears, it's fair game. Last night, I was supposed to be at a show down in Chicago. But because of how bad the roads still were with everything freezing, now we're going from, you know, maybe about 29, 28 degrees Fahrenheit. By the end of the night, it was in below zero. Whoa. And wind blowing everything, all the roads still wet, it was not gonna be safe for me to drive from Milwaukee down to Chicago, even though, I'll put it this way, if it was a band like Rise Against, who I absolutely love, I still would've gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's going. times I don't care. I'm going. But, but when it comes to just overall snow and cold, for the majority of the time, unless the roads are impassable, they're still going, you still go. And you hope to God you can find a place to park close enough so you don't have to take your jacket inside.
0: Yeah, I could I could see a friend of mine had just moved, um, I want to say, to Illinois. And uh, so last night, the Kansas City
1: Chiefs played in
0: (laughs) in sub zero, if I'm not mistaken,
1: like with Winchill. I think kickoff was around like two, three degrees, but at the end of the game, I was on negative five, negative six. <laughs> no, thank you.
0: Well, I mean, I will do a lot of things for money and play in really cold weather for millions of dollars, even hundreds of thousands. I would probably do. But just for fun. No, thank you. I, I, I at, like at, at the time of this podcast recording, like I'm wearing a hoodie, some sweats, my beanie. I'm inside my house. It's like 68 degrees. We're just trying to like not overrun the system because the homes aren't built for this type of weather i mean surprisingly enough there's not enough insulation in the walls rated to you know keep your house nice and cozy the way they are up there and uh uh, up there in in the in the (laughs) mid-east middle east -East. (laughs) (laughs) the midwest (laughs) <laughs> we're, just getting, we're just getting all the mess ups out early on man i'm keeping that one that one's good i, <laughs> I used to, i used to be in i used to work in iraq so it's uh, me saying the middle east is actually not out of context but <laughs> 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 anyway uh back to local music um what it, give me give me one of those moments um in your time up there where you're like in this scenario where the roads it was like a toss up. Like I'm going and I'm gonna have a really good fucking time and deal with it later weather wise, or you're like, there's
1: absolutely no way. I'm really sorry that I didn't go. So there's a lot of times in winter that happens, and there's a. I think this was back maybe in March of 2022 that this happened because here in Wisconsin it's weird where you'd always expect uh, winter to be like December, February, and March to start to warm up, but because of the way that the climate has been, it's. I know climate change is always a thing we're seeing more of it where winter's kind of moved back a month, so now it's January through March. So early March, this was, yeah, again, 2022. I can't remember all the local bands that were playing at this small venue just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but the headliner was a pop punk band from Chicago called Belmont, and I'd always wanted to see them because I hear their shows absolutely rip, wake up in the morning, and it was like maybe five degrees outside. It's just, oh, shoot, God. So, of course, at that time, you have to make a decision. Do you want to go and brave the cold or not? But there's always a couple of different things I think about, too, is is one, where is the venue and how close is it to me? If it's something where it's not going to be too far to get out of out to. And if I do get stuck somewhere for some reason, can I find a way home that's not going to potentially make me freeze out, out to like to death? Of course, anytime it's within the city of Milwaukee or anywhere in the surrounding area around Milwaukee, I'm good, I don't mind, because if something happens, I have people I can call, I have friends I can call, you can call an Uber or something, and you're gonna be set, you're gonna be able to make sure that you're in your bed that night. Now, if it's a much further show, like when I was supposed to go out into Chicago last night, if I had driven out there and I got stuck like right by the state line, now I'm in a much more of a large predicament, <laughs> as temperatures were dropping below zero. But at, at that point in time, it's and then how close do I, how how long is it gonna take me to get to the venue from when I park my car? And because I know a lot of the different venues around here, I know where these places are, you know, I can park, especially the local venue I was going to in 2022, I can park a block away and walk in. So maybe outside, if I don't want to take my jacket in and have to hold on to it, it's going to be about a one minute time for me to walk from my car into the venue. And I always look at it in this way too. What am I going to remember more? What am I going to remember more in a week? And this goes to any show I go to, whether it's a during the week, whether I have to travel to Chicago, Madison, Green Bay, even just staying in Milwaukee, what am I going to remember? Am I going to remember going to the show and having fun? Or am I going to remember not going? Am I going to remember staying warm? Am I going to remember getting enough sleep to go to work the next day? Yeah. And I still think about, I'm like, I never remember like having to stay home and stay warm. I never remember the nights where I got enough sleep to go to work. I just remember <laughs> going to the show and having an absolute blast. So without like, without any like possible of like, like plausible, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. I was there. Yeah. I And I had an absolute blast, man.
0: <laughs> I've I we don't uh we the only thing that really sucks for I guess it would be almost the reverse opposite would be if the air conditioner breaks inside the venue. So down here in Texas, uh my sponsoring venue is Come and Take It Live, um, which it started out dirty dog bar. That's where I formed a relationship with Come and Take It Productions, a lovely gentleman named Anthony Stevenson which is just he's he's a really rad dude man he 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 comes from the scene he's a drummer still in a band started his own production company went to a local venue kind of partnered up and then from that venue he then went to the bigger venue because the little one got shut down because Mm -hmm. of covid but their air conditioner went out one i i think a couple times but that would be the equivalent to uh, is it worth it for the show like well fuck their ac's broke but I haven't seen them in five years and this is their latest album. <laughs> like, am am I going to sweat to death? I sweat already in the pit. Like, what's, what's a couple more ounces of water? You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I totally understand where you're coming from there because the venue that I'm closely most related to with here in Milwaukee is probably our biggest venue, which is the Rave, where I, I do, there's some okay. things that we try and get together with we're, I know they're trying to bolster up, like doing interviews for the venue, like during, like right before shows, and of course, anytime that rock and metal acts come through, who's gonna be the one doing the interviews? Me. You get it, man. So we're constantly trying to get stuff like that going, but like, that, like their building, they don't have AC. It's an older building that was built back in the late 1800s. So especially when it comes to Milwaukee, too, you don't, you're like for you venues, you're not need gonna it. need, you're not gonna need it only for certain periods of time. Last year there was one show; it was the hottest show I've ever been to in my entire life like 90, 92 degrees outside. No, I see human as all hell. Uh, Headliner was Volbeat. Oh, okay. And I've, and by the time, like even the opener was on the pit, we only matched for like two or three songs. I was already drenched. Just I'm just wet. looking, how the heck am I going to get through all of Volbeat with this? Because Volbeat's upbeat, they're energetic. But at the same time, I look back in now and think, yeah, it was a slog to get through that show. But how much fun was that? <laughs> how, how insane right. were we for that moment? It's always kind of putting into perspective with that when it comes to, going to see a show, whether it's for a band you absolutely love or whether it's for a local band or a band that you have a friend that's like, Hey, you know, I I play in this band. Can you come out? Can you, if you can make it happen, is it going to be worth it? Yeah. Because you're going to remember something. And plus you might find some brand new music you never even knew before. That's why a lot of these tours and almost every single tour, they bring opening acts on and these opening acts are not anywhere near as, you know, prominent or as popular as the headliners. It's because you want to get to see. They want to, you know, support them. They want to get these bands some notoriety, and that's where I found some of the best bands ever that I've started listening to because I saw them as an opener, yeah. or I got to see them as just like you know, twenty-five minutes flash in the pan type thing, and that's how I got into them because a live show can really amplify your connection to a band based on the emotion <sighs> that that live show brings you. Thank you,
0: thank you. Well, not that anybody's arguing with me, but I've I've always said it that. When you find a new band new to you, whether it's on some soundtrack or through a uh, an algorithm or a recommend from a friend or whatever, you get a chance. If you like their music, go see them live if you get a chance, especially if they're a local. I mean, Austin has more locals than I can throw throw sticks at. I mean, Jesus, I I can't keep up, and I'm I'm always like on the hunt for even like another co-host to like, hey, can you? can you cover like this, (laughs) like this section of the metal rock alt scene and you do pop punk. And I mean, there's bands I still haven't gotten to and I just, God, I feel so bad. But the one thing that we do is that we always promote buy your tickets from the locals, regardless of the genre, Mm -hmm. because that puts money back in their pocket. Plus it shows the venue that they can draw. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of, and I think these rules are, everyone knows them, right? It's like, how can I support a local anything, right? Like a local business, a a local repair shop, a local band, a local printer, you know, like every band is a local band somewhere, regardless of where those band members live. Like, for example, uh, a band that has like some commonality between you and I is catch your breath. Mm -hmm. So their bassist, unless he's moved or I don't last last time I know he's the only one that's out of state. I think I think I don't think Josh is like Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, I believe but, so. But it's like they call Austin their home. Like Teddy's here, O'Neill's here. And I caught your interview of them earlier on uh in I think it was January 2023. Mm-hmm. And I was curious how how far back did I interview them? And it was episode 79. It only exists on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is the only place that has this recording. And I downloaded it just to have it. And because I definitely need to go back in and clean it up. Like they're like, you can hear some fans in the background and like audibly to me, now that I've gone through this progression of learning audio and video and sound treatment and all of that jazz, I want to go back in and like remaster it and then re-release it because catch your breath is doing some really big things Mm -hmm. right now. And I caught them the day or two after they had released their single fade. And if you are an OG uh, Catch Your Breath fan, like just just go back to their first you know set of songs and just listen to now. It's 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 a huge huge monstrous change. But we like Chris and I, my co- my former co-host, he, we knew we were like man, like these dudes got something. And so we had them on. Plus, you know them being local, wanting them to support them, like they were brand new, like they had just got O'Neal, and that was four years ago. I think the upload date was like June of of 19. Wow. Like when they had less than, you know, hundreds of followers, give or take And like we didn't care. And Mm -hmm. we just wanted to support them and give them another platform to get out there. And I got to say, listening to that podcast, it, it blew my mind. He was, Teddy was already talking about the algorithm for Spotify and how to make it work in your favor. And by the time they got to you, they were just getting done or getting ready to go on one of their arena tours with uh, Falling in Reverse?
1: Yeah, so when I interviewed them, that was like right after Dial Tone really got the big push, the oh, big yeah. blow up. And this, because this was okay, you know, we started seeing a lot more blow up online for some of the bands in the rock and metal scene. We saw it right after the pandemic because of Spirit Box. And then once 2022 hit, Bad Omens just took over everything. My Instagram there was nothing but Bad Omens. I, I, I didn't want
0: to make it stop, but I'm like, like, God, Lord, like how much money are you guys pushing on this? Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. And, but then of course, you know, when we go to 2023 and all of a sudden it's like, okay, who's the band for 2023 within five days, we all knew it was sleep token. Yes. But before that, I mean, we <laughs> yeah, had catch yes. your breath, come out with dial tone and dial tone really got a lot of play on, on Octane. It got a lot of press and a lot of different remixes and a lot of different stitches on TikTok, Instagram, everything. So I was seeing it all over the place too. And when I got to interview them, it was, you know, right after that happened, you know, beginning of 2023. And I'm always curious with bands like that when it comes to, if you have that moment, you have that viral moment, that's fantastic because everyone's trying to look for that, but you don't want to end up being that flash in the pan type band. Right. And how do you continue to make, like continue to roll on that? But Cash your breath knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, and then whatever, the, cause they were working with Thriller Records and they still do, Thriller knew what they were doing too. So I actually caught them the first time back in March of 2023, cause they were playing a show with um, Dark Divine and Until I Wake. Yep. And it's like, okay, now I got to see them there. But right when I was talking to them on that, cause it was like the first or second day of the tour, that's when I found out about the fact that they were gonna be going out with Falling in Reverse and like Slard to Prevail, just on and Ice Nine Kills. And it's like, okay, how do you guys go from yeah. blowing up on online with one song so now all of a sudden, a, a tour that you guys are just starting to get some traction to arenas, yeah, and then it just keeps going. Then they end up going and opening for From Ashes to New right at the end of the year, which was fantastic because I always love seeing From Ashes to New. And now you know, going into twenty twenty four, they're going to be touring with Daughtry and Breaking <laughs> Benjamin. It's insane to see this grow up that they have, but it's 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 incredible too because they know exactly what they're doing. They figured it out, and they've been thinking about this since the beginning. And it's all about, you know, trying to figure out how can you maximize out on your reach. But the most important thing is making sure your music still has quality to it so that you're not just trying to play to whatever is popular at the time, because we know a lot of bands that try and focus in on these trends, play to what's popular, and you're always going to be behind because you're always trying to play catch up. And secondly, now, especially as an audience, we can tell when that authenticity is gone. There's a certain piece of it where we just know yeah, there's something that's not there anymore. But when you're focusing on what's you want to do, what is going to make your sound just pop, what's to your core as a band? But then, like what Catch Your Breath did, how does that like how can you use whatever you're creating? How can you reverse engineer the Spotify algorithm or the Apple Music algorithm to work in your favor? What can you do to help your songs stand out online, especially in online platforms where music is being shared all over the place? And right now there's no bigger place than TikTok. Yes, it does kind of have a little bit of a craptitude feel to it, but You know, there's some of these flash in the pan moments. I've seen bands blow up on TikTok just because their breakdown goes, and that's it, (laughs) like, that's it. Like, if you you can take a piece of something, find where TikTok's gonna absolutely clamor for it and put it in there, now it's a starting point. Now people are sharing just a sound bit from your song. It gets popular, now you have a chance to start building up on that, start to work off of that. There's so much more you can do, but at the same time, it's, I never want to see a band lose their authentic sound. Yeah. I never want to see a band just purely make music because it's going to do well on Spotify. It's going to get on Octane. It's going to get on TikTok and become popular for that sole reason. If you're still making music that comes from the heart and then you're able to take care of that and continue that on, that's where bands that have that full on authenticity really come through. And we're seeing it over the past couple of years. We're seeing spirit box blow up because of that. We're seeing bad omens blow up because that, I mean, take a look at Sleep Token. Their album was the top metal album streamed on Spotify in 2023. Yep. And an album that everyone thought would be the most streamed based on pre- like predecessors, anything previously, was Metallica's 72 Seasons. And Sleep Token's Take Back Eden was streamed 100 million times more than 72 Seasons. Just, I I, I will
0: admit, it's, it's fun to watch a band go from a local to kind of like a regional touring Mm -hmm. to now to hit the international market, I think from America is way harder to do it than if you're already like in Australia or, or, or Europe, it's easier for you to blow up here in America versus vice versa. That's just my personal take. I think it all depends just because in Europe and anyway, anyway, that's a side tangent. What I was getting at <laughs> was was to to watch a band that you know like has it, and not that you were out there you know shamelessly plugging them. It was just more like, "Hey, have you heard this, or you know this or this or whatever and and again, it all starts organically. there is a moment in time where the you know the i guess like the system just like takes over mm. where it's almost out of, out of your control. And I think that's what happened with like sleep token. And, and, mm-hmm. and I remember my buddy, uh, Rip, my, my buddy, Richard, he was like all about sleep token. And I remember her hearing the uh, first few of their tracks and just was like, Holy shit, this is, this is different. This is new. This is not what I'm accustomed to listening to, you know, because I'm, I'm a, I'm primarily a metalcore fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the, general target demographic, uh, that I fall into, you know, the, the heavier stuff, like, like hardcore death core, uh, or just straight death metal or like black and death. And that's more of the obscure. I'm just, I'm your mainstream kind of guy, like whatever Spotify kicks out that, you know, <laughs> is generally going to be popular with the masses. Like that's what gets fed to me. And that's where one of the things why I really like doing podcasts like this and, and, and you know, such as yourself, where we actually can get a chance to shine a light on a band that isn't smashing the algorithm or doing arena tours with breaking Benjamin or, you know, I prevail. It's, it still goes back to those, those core values of just supporting at the local level, going out to a show, whether the AC is not working or whether it's fucking five below, you know, uh, supporting the bands that you personally think have it. And just if your friends are like, well, I've heard that before. Like, yeah, fucker. Like there's only a (laughs) finite number of chords and ways that you can arrange them on a six string or a seven string or eight string. It's just how do they do it? Right. They, you know, it doesn't matter. Cause I mean, I get some songs submitted to me and I'm just like, Oh my God, that hurts my ears like in a bad way. (laughs) It's it's not, it's not, you know, the Brown, like the good Brown note. It's man, Oh. And I really knowing how some people's feelings are when it's close to their heart, like having someone say that it doesn't resonate with them, man, like that's gotta be a blow to their character. Have, have you ever, have you ever had a, a moment where there's a guest and you're just, not that it was cringe or you were just kind of like, you don't have to, and obviously if there is one, you don't have to say who I'm definitely not <laughs> like yeah. secret safe with me. Cause I don't want my dirty laundry to get out. I don't have any, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, have you ever had just one of those moments just as a podcaster that loves the music scene? Like you ever had like an awkward moment like that?
1: I've never really had an awkward moment like that when it comes to having a guest on the podcast, because if I get, if I have a chance to listen, like, you know, get pitched to them, especially for different PR firms, or if I'm reaching out to the labels or something like that, or if they're reaching out to me, I always check out the music first. Right. And it's something where I'm want to listen to it. And if, if I really resonate with it, of course, I'm gonna want that band on. Of course, I'm gonna want to talk to them and really hype up that music. If there's music is something that I kind of like, but I'm not sure about, or I'm just like, I know there's something there, but I'm not gonna hit it, it's just not for me. You know, I still want to talk about it. I still want to bring them on because I do still wanna support them. Right. But when it comes to a time where I listen to them, it's just like, I can, like for me, it's I cannot listen to this. There is somewhere I'm just not into this at all. This is, but, 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 like, I cannot in good conscience <laughs> promote this. I can't, exactly. The, 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 what I, what I do always <laughs> do is I will tell that artist, I'll just say, you know, thank you for the minute. And it's something where I'll be honest with them, where I might say, like, you know, I'm just not resonating with it, but I'm gonna give them a reason why but then I'm also gonna give context behind it, and I think that's always the most important thing yes. because if I'm gonna say I'm not resonating with it and here are my reasons why, okay, now you're seeing that I'm like thoughtful of this and I'm you know actually giving you something behind it, but instead of just giving you a complete blow to your character because maybe your my, your music isn't for me, like, will you, I'll, frick, I'll use Taylor, Frick? I always say, yeah, whatever. Okay. I, I'll use Taylor Swift as an example. Taylor Swift's probably the biggest artist in the world right now. That's my girl. But I. I do not listen to any of her music, it is not my thing. So if she was to submit her music to me for, or someone like that, I wouldn't wanna to listen to it, but the context is because that music just does not hit my ears right. right. It does, it, as if, it's not, if it's not gonna hit my ears right, then you know, you're gonna still have an audience somewhere else, but it's just not gonna be on me. So I'm gonna give the background behind it, like, you know, I'm not in this, but here's the reasons why I'm, you know, for that reasoning too, maybe it's just not my style, maybe there's something there that just personally, I just am not into, but there's other people that are into it. That's going to create this whole entire arc of where we can continue, especially as people that are trying to help present these bands, where we are listening to it, we are giving feedback to them, even if it's, you know, negative or just, you know, not really in the full positive sense, we're still being constructive to it while not disrespecting the art that they're trying to make. That I think is a huge key because if you see people that are top, that are like trying to help promote or trying to help promote that genre, talk about music, and you submit your music to them, and they say it's trash, you know, you're not gonna, you might have a ego thing about it, or you might just get, uh, might just just not have any motivation for it anymore. Yeah. But if you have this more constructive piece behind it, now there's more of a respect behind there, and in turn, now you're respecting bands that are trying something different, that are trying something new. And even if you don't care for it, maybe I know someone that does, maybe I can send them their way and we're still helping out the local music team. We're still helping out all these new artists grow and we're giving them a chance, even if their music really isn't hitting us in a certain way.
0: Yeah, 100%. For those listening, if you have a friend, especially a really good friend, and if you are a good friend and their music sucks, please let them know. Like, just, if it, don't let, I hope it doesn't cost the relationship, But if you're going to break up over over music, just make sure that you have the context provided so that way you don't absolutely exit that that relationship on fire.
1: Absolutely. yeah. the the context is going to keep respect between the two of you. Yeah, That is a huge key. And then again, it's something where they can take that. They can take whatever you said. They can build on it. Or maybe they're going to just continue double down their sound and try and find a different audience. But hey, at least that that respect is there between them and you, where you're still going to be honest with them. Yeah. Because as any musician, you're still going to want that honesty, even though you still want to be, you know, get the gas up, blow up. Yeah, you're doing great kind of thing. Yeah. We all crave that. The yes man. But, but honesty is going to do you so much more, fa- too many more favors than, you know, just being yes man behind it. Well, mm-hmm. we've seen companies get completely just dismantled and destroyed because of yes man. Because honesty, one bit of honesty could have saved them from bankruptcy. But it's all about... It's all about the shareholders. Kevin, come on, guy. Yeah, well, help your friends. <laughs> not sucking music by being awesome. But again, being respectful about it, yeah. getting context behind your reasonings. That's gonna go so much further.
0: Well, let's uh let's let's talk about your we, we've barely scratched the surface on your podcast, man. I mean, geez, we just fucking took out the gate running. Uh tell us about the chord progression podcast, like how it started, how you got into it, why you got into it. And uh yeah, let's just let's just learn about it.
1: Alrighty, so now it's time for the superhero origin story. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do as good as, you know, the original Iron Man, but I'm gonna try my damnest. So here we go. I pretty much got the, I, I pretty much, I'll start in 2017 where manic depression and suicidal thoughts were kind of on my daily mind. Reason behind that was because I got out of college right at the end of 2016 with a degree in economics and I'm like, okay, I've got no student debt right now because it just managed to work out that way. Let's go in the world, the world's on my shoulders, I'm looking great, everything's looking good in front of me, got a great girlfriend, this is gonna be great. Six months later, everything basically fell apart oh. to where I was working a corporate job as a temp at this point, like just as you know, temporary worker, and my contract had already run out, but they'd kept me on. So any moment during that time, I could have been let go, like at any moment. So that adds into it. Plus, I was resenting myself due to the fact that I was working for somebody else right now, and throughout college, even though I was studying something that was definitely leading me towards that, I enjoyed it because I was doing something for myself. I was responsible for myself. I wasn't responsible for some CEO's wild dream. I wasn't responsible for some shareholders' wants and whatever. But a lot of that resentment, me trying to figure out if this was what life truly was like and if life was ever going to get any better than what I had just experienced, drove a lot of negativity to me, to which really drove a wedge between me and my girlfriend And we ended up breaking up because of it. Now, looking back at it, just as context, that probably definitely was the right move. As <laughs> there was a couple other things there that is just the way life was going. Cause I was out of college. She was trying to go to med school at the same time. Where was life going to take us? Sure. Being separate was definitely going to be the way to go. And now she, I don't know where she lives right now, but I think she's engaged right now. Last time I heard. So good for her. Thank you. You know, hope you're doing happy. Hope you're yeah. happy. You're <laughs> Sh- but, shout out ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, but it, just, but it just just adds the context of the story. Yeah. So like now it's like September, October, November, and things are just getting a lot worse and worse. And I'm driving deeper depression, like wanting, questioning life, suicidal thoughts. Not going to lie, a couple attempts here and there too. So I'm just glad I'm happy I'm here. Hey man, I'm glad but, you're here, brother. But as once I got into 2018, I'm just trying to find some sort of positivity. And the only thing that kept having me have these positive moments was listening to music. And at the time, I was listening to a lot of like, of course, Rise Against, because Rise Against is my favorite band. But at the time, a lot of Skillet and a lot of older 30 Seconds to Mars, which now with what I listen to is like completely off the rails, (laughs) except for Rise Against. Rise Against is still top dog for me, as always. But I was trying to figure out something to do because music was the one thing that was constantly bringing positivity to me. In a dark time, and I wanted to find something for myself that I wasn't going to have to be like you know working for somebody else. I wanted to create something for myself, so I was trying to figure out what to do. Listening to a lot of different ga- like a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk at the time, just oh, trying Gary to figure v. out what's going. on. <laughs> figure out what's going on, and I got the idea to start an Amazon Alexa skill, which was all a whole song of the day feature, and I wanted to build a whole like online community off of that. That was the initial inception of it. Did that for about a couple of months. Once it really got going, I think it was from August. Of, August of 2018, it got going, and then I started hearing Gary Vee talk more about man band. Like you should be doing podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. And I thought, you know what? Let's just add this in here. And I was just gonna do one ripping on by myself, just by myself, no big deal. But then I had the. But then people bring it up maybe you should interview some bands. Okay, let's give that a shot. There was a woman, and there's a woman. In, uh, I can't remember where she lives in, but it's somewhere in Texas. I met her because she's a huge Disturbed fan, Disturbed was my favorite band when I was in middle school. And she sent me this certain band called Ascending From Ashes. And I'm like, okay, I'll interview them, and see what happens. And I kind of enjoyed it, but I was like, okay, let's see where more of this goes. Then my second ever band guest interview is a local band from Texas, from San Antonio that have now toured all over the United States called Kingdom Collapse.
0: Oh yeah, dude, they they were my headliner for one of my, one of my end of year uh, podcast. Damn, where is that, oh, it's right here. <laughs> For everybody's listening, I mean, we're not doing this video. I'm a sh- I'm showing him my I got to see this my cased flyer. Oh my god! So like everybody, like so all the other bands on here are all locals. Yeah. And so you
1: like, got Kingdom Collapse on the top. Oh lord. Yep, and then there's the rest of it. <laughs> that is that is incredible. Yeah, J- Jonathan Norris was my se- second ever guest all time, and I bring him back once a year, every single year, because I have to. That's amazing. That I lo- I love talking with them. But that's where kind of everything got going for the whole entire podcast, interviewing bands. Of course, do I want to interview bands that I absolutely, do I want to interview Rise Against? Do I want to interview Spencer Charles from Ice Nine Kills. Right. Do I want to somehow try and find Noah Sebastian and Ollie Sykes and bring them on the podcast? Absolutely. But from that beginning moment, I always knew the best way to start with this stuff when no one knows your name, you have no credibility in the music scene. You have to start out small. You have to start out at the bottom and that's where the local scenes all come in. But as I continue to grow, I always still want to have some sort of focus on local music and on the local scene where, yeah, I want to bring on the biggest bands, but at the same time, I still want to have some focus on the local scene because that's where we continue to build up on that. Again, Kingdom Collapse is a perfect example. I got to interview them back when in 2019, interview them every single year since, and they've been on the road continuously playing with some of the biggest bands out there. Couple other ones i said always stick out in my head. January, 2021, some guy connected me and said, hey, you wanna interview this band that he was working with? And it was some crazy band out of Seattle I'd never heard of. Interviewed the lead singer, and the dude is one of the most manic wild people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. And for all of you to know, this guy is Benny Scholl from the band, Avoid. <laughs> so I got to know them, but right before they signed with Thriller Records, And just following the story behind the continues for them, like, oh, my God, this is one of the most fun bands I've ever heard of or seen in my entire life. Continue to build up with them. I'm trying to think of a couple others uh, are randomly find a band from Western Australia online back in like late 2021. I'm like, huh, I'm starting to see them post some funny stuff online. Their music is pretty good, but not many people know them. So let's give it a shot. Why not see what happens? They end up being uh, Patient 67. So if you're on the internet, you know Patient 67 from the Metalcore sense. From Metalcore sense. You know these guys. Their community is incredible. They constantly are posting the most funny things out there in Metalcore that you could possibly imagine and continue to grow. They're supposed to come over the US last year, but visa issues prevented that. But it's just being able to find bands and start out small with them whenever, when maybe no one's looking at them and continue to build up on them, I, I love seeing that happen. I love being connected with those bands because then this is truly supporting the local music scene or supporting the younger musicians coming up. I even did that with, shoot, this is going back to 2021. Found an article on Loudwire of a UK band that was forced to change their name due to a copyright claim from a band that was based in Australia that had that name copyrighted in the UK. The name the name of the band at that time was Captives. Oh. So- oh. So it's like, okay, so what do they do? Do they fight it or do they change the name? I saw a lot of where they changed the name and I couldn't find anything else about it. They changed the name to Caskets. Caskets. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, I gotta go check out these guys. I gotta go bring them on the podcast. Brought them on the podcast, literally had them on the first time talking about the name change. Talk to them maybe five months later, the week before their debut album dropped. I got to talk to them again last year before their second album dropped. And when they first came over the US in 2022, I ended up showing up to their show because they were here in Milwaukee. And I always make a promise to every single band I enjoy having on the podcast is when I get to see perform live, first rounds on me. me. Well, I had two of them, (laughs) I had them on twice. So instead of doing first rounds on me and just buying them all beer, I brought a whole case. (laughs) And I went to their bus after the show, I did the knock on the door, the knock they showed me, and the door opens to the bus and it is not caskets. It was the band they were sharing a bus with, and that band is holding absence.
0: You're like, "Hey guys, I'm here for the <laughs> they were party."
1: Like, yeah. No, they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" I'm like, "I'm the beer man. Are you gonna let me on or not?" And all of a sudden, I heard someone say, "Someone say beer?" Yeah. <laughs> so I went on the bus <laughs> with them, and I was hanging out with like I was hanging with Lisa or Lucas, and talking with the guys. And all of a sudden, all the caskets guys come on, and we were all hanging out there for like an hour. And then they gotta go to the, they gotta go to Minneapolis for the next show. So like, yep. Uh, looks like we're about to go. So I had to jump out of the bus and uh, find my way back to my car. <laughs> but it was just one of those random things. Where I'm like, how? Like, when else am I going to get something like this to happen? Right. But it's some. It's those moments where you get stuff like that to happen, and you get to have these cool moments because you get to support these local bands from the ground up. I, like, there's a lot of bands I've had crazy moments with, and all the times it's because I supported. I started supporting them when they were small. Oh yeah. And. It's- it's so much fun to watch them rise up because at the same time as they start to rise, especially for my podcast sense, I start to see that rise happen as well. Of course. Huh, why, so, so at the same time, why not continue to support the local scene? I had a big thing happen at the end of October where uh, someone mentioned to me that there's a huge hardcore scene in Canada right now, in, in Ontario. Okay. And I thought, okay, I wanna go check this out. So I asked the people, hey, can you give me some recommendations on potential bands to go check out? First guy I interviewed is basically the guy that runs like is is it a band, but has a huge promotional thing called Steel City Hardcore? Steel City Hardcore, not in Pittsburgh, but in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And just was talking to me about it and just constantly seeing how big this thing was getting, how big hardcore was getting over there. Now that's a huge local scene. That's like a region, it turned into a regional scene. How can I continue to support that? Constantly ask bands for recommendations and bring all those bands on as much as I can and continue to show them off, whether they're big in the scene, small in the scene. Whatever it might be, just give it a shot because I want to continue to support local music as much as I can, even as I continue to grow, even as I continue to bring on bigger acts. Let's let that local scene grow by just going out and supporting them, just trying to find a way you can do it. There's so many different ways you can do it. There's so many ways I'm trying to do it, but as individuals, trust me, there's ways you can do it that are free and ways you can do it that are even more impactful than that.
0: I have, there's this issue, not this issue, but... One of my biggest problems with supporting the local scenes in a physical sense is I just don't have the schedule to physically Mm -hmm. show up, nor do nor do I make the same amount of money I used to to where I could go to, you know, three shows a week and, and, and whatnot, you know, buy a shirt. But, but I mean, I still, I, obviously I support where I can. And, you know, like you were saying, there's multiple ways that you can support local music. Obviously the way social media runs today, uh, I spoke to a band not too long ago where they said that, that the venues and the promoters are now asking, like it's a part of their contract or their stipulation to even get on a bill is what is your social media account, your likes, your follows, your (laughs) downloads, because they know that those metrics, I, I mean, good data in is good data out. If you know Mm -hmm. what you're looking at, like I sat down with a brand new uh, recording studio called pouch six P O U C H. They offer one stop. Like if you have an idea for a podcast, but you have no fucking clue how to run it and you don't have the time to mess with it for $200 for one hour of recording, you can, Oh, and by the way, they're, they are not my sponsor. (laughs) I (laughs) I literally went to the launch party not knowing that two days before that, when I showed up for a walkthrough, just because I want to be able to have a more a more professional setup in the event that a band that comes through that's bigger than a local or even a local, and this is the best part, I feel that two hundred dollars for a fully produced hour worth of content with uh, high quality Sony cameras, sure SM7B. I think they even had like the upgraded SM7. And the software that they use is multi-switching. So audio follow or video follows audio. And so as you're talking, it's live editing in real time. And then after you're done within 24 hours, you get all of the raw footage, audio video from every camera and what got edited live. And it's basically a one-stop shot for $200 for 60 minutes. I would love to work there, right? (laughs) But, but, you know, and as you can see behind me, I literally have my camera cocked sideways with this broken symbol and like having to make it look good. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. This is audio only. That's right. Because the software that I have is too heavy of a lift for my old ass computer. So it just goes to show that, you know, not only by supporting the locals, you know, supporting your local podcasters, regardless of who we're talking to, like, hey, we've got a PayPal that you can probably send us some money to, you know, if there like, is there any way that, that, in anybody that, uh, that gets down with your podcast, how can they support you?
1: So uh, right now, best way to support is just like uh, like you said, when bands and like venues, they're looking at of like, what's your social metrics, what's that? Best way to do it is just follow us on whatever social media it is, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are the three that we primarily use. Otherwise, when it comes to the podcast, literally pick your favorite one when it comes to what you like. YouTube is our most popular because I put all the videos up on there, plus I'll do some Friday reaction stuff as well, which is always fun. So you hit subscribe there, that also helps. Or Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys like. If you're on there, just hit subscribe right there, follow right there, that's always a huge help. But then also when you listen to the episodes or watch them, just hit the like button. Simply that, because like when like you said, venues are looking for metrics, what's your size? What's your reach? That's gonna help so many people out, not only for the podcaster side, but from your local bands as well. Show that they have the connection, show that they have the pot like this like rolling positivity behind them and have the fan base so that they are gonna be able to play these shows and then you're gonna want to go out and support them anyway. A comment on a post goes so far, oh, yeah. because that is a visual representation. And it can take 30 seconds, whether you just say you like this, write a full, uh, not just, don't just say I like this, write a full sentence, write a full sentence, because now it's gonna show more engagement, and that's what people are really looking for. Labels, venues, whatever it is, sponsors, especially for the podcast side, whatever it is, that is what we see. And when it comes to your local bands as well, another great way to support them is say you see a band post about, you know, hey, uh, where should we come and tour? Now it's gonna be a big band too. This also helps out with them too, because then you yep. can say, come and play here, come and play. because they'll look at that to see where it's gonna be most viable to play. That's where a lot of the data comes in now is where they're where, they trending, on, where they trending on Spotify, where are they trending on Apple Music, where are they trending on YouTube, and when, they res- and when they ask comments, ask comments, comment your city but then also you can tag, you know, your favorite local band that goes alongside with them. Bingo. Maybe say, hey, put them on as an opener because now other people are gonna be able to see that comment and if they say, see them as an opener, is everyone gonna click that? Probably not, are nowhere near, but you're giving it a chance and then you're giving more exposure and more of this vote of confidence to that band to continue out there. Just speaking about them on social media, liking their posts, following them, commenting same thing for the podcast side as well that's one of the best things you can possibly do and it won't cost you a single cent yeah
0: i mean you're already giving up your data to big Brother, so you know and, you know you're <laughs> you're not paying for, you're not paying for facebook or instagram well i mean if you are paying for you know was it meta verified I haven't even gone down that road yet, but uh
1: I won't I won't do it. I, I'm not going to pay eight, ten 10 bucks just to get a blue check mark.
0: Yeah, no. I've the only thing that I pay for is like software, like, you know, yeah, like access to distribute my plat like uh I use I use transistor.fm and I and I also just uh kind of linked it with my
1: uh Spotify for Podcasters. Where do you host at? Captivate. Captivate? Okay. Cool, cool. I used to do, I I used to do Podbeam, but then moved over to Captivate because the metrics were a lot better. Oh, nice.
0: Nice. I, I, are you a one man band? you do this all by yourself? Oh, I'm a one man band as it comes
1: I've been a Perfect. one man band for five years. And it's going to stay that way probably through this year. But if I can get somebody to help me out, man, I would love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I just crossed the threshold of my ninth year. And I will say that's just how long it's been as from beginning to where we're at now. But in terms of like consistency, I would probably say there's only maybe like seven years worth of content. Just, you know, we, we took like three months off whenever we were redoing the studio and then we took like another three months off because mm-hmm. my, my former partner had a, uh, like a shit ton of schoolwork and I got a new job or something. But, um, but this year, this year is like, everybody says like, dude, it's like when an, when a band is like, this one's going to be the heaviest one, I swear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I feel right now telling people like this year is going to be my best year, but I really I really do like feel that in my bones because I just create like the podcast is officially a veteran-owned small business in Texas. I've got my tax ID and all that jazz and now I can legitimately go and ask the bank for a little bit of cash and <laughs> and and maybe buy a new computer <laughs> that can keep up with the software. <laughs> But, um, but I really look forward to having some, some bigger name artists on the show this year so that that will like, it's a, it's like one of the spaces where trickle down economics actually works, where you get a big band on and then, you know, like that's your headliner. Everybody pays the 20, $25 to go see, you know, for example, the Browning, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I just had the Browning uh, as my headliner with Left to Suffer and Tracheotomy and Tala, Mouth Breather. I mean, it was this lineup that I would have never thought of. But because, you know, they were just starting off on tour and Left to Suffer and the Browning are like, I guess like, they know, they have a relationship somehow. They're like, hey, we can uh, start in Austin or we'll start in San Antonio. We were like, well, Austin, Austin it is. I didn't get a chance to interview them, but it was the fact that like that is the level of headliners that I'm having now is bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. And you know, the showcase reflects all of the local talent that I think, you know, deserves an eye, you know, or an ear as you know, as, as the, as the podcast season goes, but who uh, we'll round out, who is someone or a couple of people that you have not gotten that you're maybe a little timid to shoot for and and, and you're going to try for this year.
1: Oh boy. Per- I love this. So the first one is it depends upon if they've got, when they got new music coming out is going to be rise against. Okay. It's a huge band. <laughs> and I I'm, I'm timid about it because I'm like, I don't want to get rejected by my favorite <laughs> band, but at the same time, if I get them, I would be so excited. But like, I might go all fanboy on this on accident. Yes. And I don't want to end up messing up with that. Even though I know I'm not going to, there's always going to be that feel. Um, let me think of some other ones. It always depends upon who has new music coming out, but, one other I'm trying to get, it just because I have a chance at it, and it's a little scary, but I'm going to go for it, is uh, Alex from SARS to Prevail. I've, I've got a potential chance at it, and I've got to
0: go for it. Hey, you got, what do they say? You miss you miss every shot you don't take?
1: You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I, yeah, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I I am going to try and get the lead singer, his name escapes me, but the lead singer from Kublicon, because it's a Texas hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And then I want to try for Landon Tours from the plot in you. Like those, <laughs> oh, Yes. So and and I actually I have this weird link in two different like it goes, you know, like this. They played it, Come and Take It, like one of those weird experiences. Mm-hmm. That you talked about, like because of the podcast or because of your situation, you were just in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. So I was down uh, supporting locals, but you know, obviously, I went to go see Plot, and they had a they had a issue with their trailer, like the leaf spring U bolt or something broke, and I got a phone call at nine o'clock in the morning from the venue owner and was like, "Hey, man, you're like the only mechanic I can think of right now that has tools at their house that might be able to fix this." So fast forward to me and I think the guitarist. I'm terrible with names, but uh, we went to like some tractor supply company, got some shit, fixed them up, and like they disappeared. And they've like we've just been kind of like back and forth, you know, over the years, just like hey, how's it going? But also the plot is just I'm a massive plot fan, so like I will also have those angsty moments of like fan fanboying. Um, but yeah, I I really I re- and then a band I just interviewed a band called Levels uh, that I think you should check out. They just signed oh. a Sharptone. I just interviewed Dalton, their drummer, and we've been—I interviewed them a long time ago, uh, I think 2018, 2019. But Levels is on the come up, y'all. I can't wait for them to kind of jump off. But they actually worked with Landon on on Pulse and Siren Him.
1: So I see your reaction. What, what's uh? Are you a Levels fan? I will just say two things. First things first is when it comes to the plot and you because I interviewed Landon back and I wanna say 2021. Ah, oh, you got I think, him. <laughs> I, I think they're still with the same PR firm. So if you need the contact for that, let me know and I'll send you the contact I'd I have it. for that. I'd love it. Secondly, when it comes to levels, that episode comes out on January 30th.
0: Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done editing. Um I just got done editing the the audio version. Because uh, I told Dalton, I said, hey, man, I'm trying this new, this new software out. I, it's supposed to record very well and, and do this like AI shit that's just like mind blowing. And it worked, but my high quality video took a dump and we tried to restore it. Uh, it didn't work out, but it was it basically I had a hard drive failure. So it's not the software problem. It's my problem. Um, but I told him, I said, definitely got everything recorded audio wise. And he's like, all right, man, you know, no big deal, but man, small fucking world, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Small fucking world. But yeah, if you need, if you need any help with contact rates for some bands, if I've had them on, like I can try and if they still have the same ones, I'll send you them and I'll be like, Hey, talk to this person. We got you covered. Yeah. And
0: vice versa. If you have any bands up there that are routing through central through Austin or anywhere Texas, uh, or, or just want to kind of like spread their footprint or their presence, just have them inbox me same way you did just shoot a shoot over what they're looking for. And, you know, we'll try to cross promote and, you know, get some more eyes on the local bands. People helping people, helping the music industry. People yeah. helping people. <laughs> yeah. Well, brother, I have, a, I greatly, this is probably one of the most fun podcasts I've had uh, with an absolute stranger in my life. Uh, <laughs> God knows we've had plenty of them because, you know, he gets a little awkward yeah. sometimes, but, I, you know, when when your job or your hobby is to talk to people about their hobby, it's, it's pretty easy. Any final shout out, save rounds, anything you want to get out before uh, we uh,
1: exit our day? So if you're not subscribed to ATX Metal Podcast, make sure you do that. Also, come and check out the Core Progression Podcast online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to check it out, you can go to YouTube, Core Progression Podcast. Also, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, literally anywhere you can find us. Go for it. Enjoy, support local music, and do everything you can to do it, even even the small stuff, because the small stuff still has an impact.
0: Yeah, I I say it, every episode is... So I mean that's why it's on the wristband to support local music, support mm-hmm. local everything, and that includes everybody. You know it takes a village. You know if there was nobody to listen to the music, they wouldn't make. Well, they probably would still make it, but I mean, but then there would be nobody to share it with, and that's you know that's our job, and we've taken on this as you know hobbies that may or may not turn into legitimate careers. You know down the road, and we hope uh, they do.
1: I fucking hope they do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will accept almost all donor money, but you know not from corporate America, you know, fuck the man. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, Kevin, thank you very much, man. I, I I can't wait to go check out some more of your interviews. Uh, I will send some, if anybody is like routing up that way from Austin, uh, I will, I'll definitely send them your way so you can help them grow their community up there and, you know, kind of spread the word and, and vice versa, man. I really enjoyed this.
1: Let's do it, man. Sounds like a plan. Thanks right. for having me on Ryan. Really you appreciate much. it. See ya.